No matter how much we know or think we know about God and His Word, there is always more. Today on Always More, Rebecca Keener discusses how the Holy Spirit is relevant to our everyday lives. He is the one who is our comforter in times of need and gives us the power to live a victorious life. Now, here's Rebecca. Well, hello, everybody. It's wonderful to be with you today here on Always More TV, where we have been studying for many weeks on the Holy Spirit. And we are in the middle of a series on learning how to fight in the Spirit. We don't fight in the flesh or, or fight the bad fight. We fight the good fight of faith. Amen. So thank you for joining us today. And we just want to open with a word of prayer and get right into our lesson. Lord, in Jesus' name, we thank you for everyone watching today. And we ask you, Lord, to speak a word in due season to each of our hearts. Train us up and teach us in your word so that we can be strong for you, strong in battle, strong in your spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Well, today's lesson is on discerning of spirits and how in warfare and fighting the good fight of faith, one of the gifts of the spirit is discerning uh, in discerning of spirits. And we're going to be talking about the gifts of the spirit later on down the road and breaking each one of those down. But I wanted to talk about this today with you in regard to whatever battle you may be in right now, if you're in a battle at home, uh, to be able to see and to perceive in the spirit, um, you know, we cannot fight what we cannot see. And so we need spiritual vision to be able to know what uh, operations the enemy has coming against us to know how to effectively fight it with the weapons of our warfare. Now, last week, we talked about the weapons of our warfare that are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So if you missed that, you might want to go back on our YouTube channel and watch that program, and I know it will encourage you. But we also need, in battle, the gift of discernment. I love the quote that says, Victory usually goes to the army who has better trained officers and men or women. And... You think about that being in the army of God, we have to be trained and we have to be schooled in the word. So we have to kind of be in a boot camp of sorts to know how to fight every battle that the enemy might try to come at us with in our walk with the Lord. And we know that according to John 10, 10, that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That is the enemy's job. He is doing his job. Probably to, to you speaking to you at home today, the enemy is hard at work trying to do something to steal, to kill, or to destroy in your life. But Jesus said, I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. So God wants us to live an a, a abundant, wonderful, joyous life above every battle that the enemy may try to, to send our way. So God wants us to discern. Now, it talks about the discerning of spirits in the Bible. Paul mentions it in 1 Corinthians 12 and 10. But I want to look at today uh, as our text, 1 Corinthians 2, 14. So if you have your Bibles, turn in, in uh, your New Testament to 1 Corinthians 12 and 14. And it says this, and I'm going to start at verse 13. And we are setting the truths forth in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Holy Spirit, 
combining and interpreting spiritual truths with spiritual language to those who possess the Holy Spirit. Now, that's what this whole program has been about for the last almost 30 weeks now, is learning more about the Holy Spirit and the infilling of the Holy Spirit to fight every battle we face in life. So the first step is asking Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. If you haven't done that, we're going to pray and, and agree with you that Jesus Christ has come into your heart and he is your Lord and Savior. And then beyond that, we ask that the Holy Spirit will fill us and anoint us and baptize us so that we are empowered to face every battle. And then verse 14 says this, but the natural non-spiritual man does not accept or welcome or admit in his heart the gifts and the teachings and the revelations of the Spirit of God, for they are folly, they are meaningless, they are nonsense to him. And he is incapable of knowing them, of progressively recognizing, understanding, and becoming better acquainted with them because they're spiritually discern, there's the word, discern, which means to perceive, and estimated and appreciated. And some of you may know people like that in your life. Uh, if you're a Christian, you may have people in your family who uh, think that the gifts and the teachings and the revelations of the Spirit are folly. They're just meaningless to them. They don't get it. They don't want to get it. They don't want to hear about it. They don't want to hear the name of Jesus. They get mad if you say the name of Jesus. Don't be so religious. Don't bring up all the spiritual stuff. You don't have to pray that much. You don't have to speak about Jesus. You don't have to say praise the Lord. You know, anything regarding the Spirit of God uh, incites them or inflames them many times because they are under the control of Satan and the name of Jesus and the things of the Holy Spirit make the enemy mad. Amen. And you know what? When the devil gets mad, I am glad because I'm going to take a stand for Jesus Christ and I know you are too. And so uh, the, there are people that are, are not able to discern the things of the Spirit, but we want to be people who are ever increasing in our discernment day after day, learning how to perceive in the Spirit, learning how to discern things of the Holy Spirit so that we can walk in victory. Amen. Now, uh, the definition of discerning of spirits means to spiritually see and understand what the Holy Spirit and demonic spirits are doing as they impact our earthly realm. It is one of the spiritual gifts that Paul, of course, talked about in 1 Corinthians 12 and 10. And you can go back and read those uh, on your own, and I think it will bless you. To discern means to perceive or to recognize something, to distinguish someone from something. We, we, we must be able to discern good from evil, a lie from truth. And only the Holy Spirit, who is truth, can teach us the difference between good and evil, especially in the day we're living in now. So we have to be able to perceive, not only for ourselves, but to perceive for our families and to perceive even for our nation, what is going on in the nation? How should we be praying? What should we be praying about? Uh, how should we focus our prayer? 
You know, it's not just pray one time and, and you're, you're, you're done. No, the Holy Spirit wants to give us revelation as to it's like layers more that he wants to teach us. And then we can address those things in prayer with our Heavenly Father. Um, Smith Wigglesworth said he was, uh, was writing about how we lose our discernment when we drift away from God. Now, I've done that, and I'm sure many of you watching have done that too. You have seasons where you're not in the Word, you're not praying, you're not really in church being fed. You get away from the things of the Lord, and it's like our, our, our axe or our knife, uh, the, the, the sword of the Spirit gets dull. And so our discernment gets dull when we drift away from God. And um, he said this, Smith Wigglesworth, a great revivalist, he said, how does Satan get an opening? When the spirit ceases to seek after holiness, after purity, after righteousness, after truth, he ceases to pray, he stops reading the word, and he gives way to carnal appetites. Then it is that Satan comes and we give a door opening to the devil to come into our life when we drift away from God. In Hebrews 5, 13 through 14, it talks about being a mature believer. And I want to be a mature believer. I'm not a perfect believer. I'm not a perfect teacher of the word. I don't get it all 100% right. You know, I tell people when I'm teaching, spit out the bones. If I say something you don't like, don't try to argue and debate it all. Just spit out the bones. Take the good and spit out the bones. But my heart is to be a mature believer, to walk in the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit and to display the nature of Christ in my life. And uh, Hebrews talks about being empowered by the Spirit of God through the Scriptures to tell the difference between good and evil and that a mature believer can also distinguish between what is good and better. So the Word of God sharpens our perception and helps us to discern and to see what is in operation. You know, some people may say, well, I don't believe in all this. I don't believe you have to read your Bible every day. You don't have to pray all the time, you know. And they are the ones who, you know, really try to discredit and discount like what we read here in 1 Corinthians. Um, the things of God, the things of the Holy Spirit are meaningless to them. They're, they're folly. And, you know, really the Bible and Proverbs and Psalms refers to those people as because they don't want to embrace the things of God and we don't want to uh, operate in our life as a fool. Amen. We want to be wise. We want to have wisdom and understanding and discernment. So we ask God for that. Now, we have to use discernment and ask for wisdom and understanding in learning to um, Mark chapter 3 and 27 talks about binding the strong man. In battle, uh, Jesus was teaching his disciples that there is a one strong man, a, a demonic force that may have um, uh, demonic entities, you know, their rulers and principalities of darkness under that who are coming against you. And so you have to ask God to help me discern who is the strong man. And Mark 3, 27 says, no man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man. And then, then 
he will spoil his house. So if you're in a battle in a situation just just keeps tormenting you, coming against you, just hammering, just wave after wave, ask God, stop and say, okay, God, help me to discern what is the strong man in this battle that I need to bind. And the Bible mentions several. I just want to give you some of those. There's fear, uh, worry, doubt, and anxiety are are also things that are attached to that strong man of fear. There's heaviness, which is depression and oppression. There's perversion, which are sexual sins. There's lying, uh, which is deception. There's jealousy, uh, which also encompasses envy and hatred and bitterness and unforgiveness and anger and violence and rage. If you have someone coming against you in your life who just rages against you, you just, you just feel like I'm walking on eggshells with them. And if I say or look the wrong way, they're going to explode all over me. And usually that is a a strong man of jealousy. And if you bind in the name of Jesus, that spirit of jealousy, oftentimes that person can get free. And you just continue to pray that over the person or however the Holy Spirit will lead you to pray. There are strong men of pride and of bondage, which is addictions and, and uh, control, witchcraft. There's deaf and dumb spirits and there's harlotry spirits. Uh, also in the New Testament, <clears throat> Jesus dealt with individual spirits he dealt with unclean spirits. And in Leviticus, we see uh, when God mentions infirmity, he, he refers to them, God referred to them as uncleanness, unclean spirits that try to come on us and attack us, attack our bodies. There are familiar spirits. There are, and those are spirits also of witchcraft and divination. There are controlling spirits and antichrist spirits. Whenever there's someone in your in your life or in your job or your family that just rages if you say the name of Jesus, that is an antichrist spirit and the Bible says that it's gonna be rampant uh, at the end of days and we do see that increasing more and more. There are spirits of infirmity, there are spirits of witchcraft and so we ask God, Lord, give us discernment to see, not with our natural eyes, but with our spiritual vision, God help us to see what is this? What is, what is this attack that is coming against me? And then show me how, you give me wisdom to know how to come against it. Now, when you are in a battle and we're fighting the good fight of faith every day as we live as Christians here on this earth, we must ask for discernment in what we're putting in our, our gates of our, our physical and spiritual man. We are made up of spirit, soul, and body, and so we have to watch what are we putting in. And I've said to you before, I've, I've said to my children, garbage in, garbage out. When we put garbage in our mind through music, television, computer, whatever, garbage is going to come out. And so we have to watch that and, and use discernment. And I was thinking about when I was a teenager and really got off into rebellion, a lot of darkness. I've shared that with you before. Uh, one of the first uh, gates that I allowed the opening to Satan was in music. And I was listening to things that had lyrics that just fed my spirit, darkness, 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 evil, evil, evil. And um, I was listening to things like, 
you know, highway to hell. And I was listening to Running With The Devil, Van Halen. I was listening to Back in Black. I was listening to, you know, Black Sabbath. I was listening to things um, that were very, very dark in nature and very evil in nature. And that gives a door opening to Satan to come in and to literally possess and oppress us and take us over. And so we have to pray every day. If you're a teenager watching me, and you, you're, you're one that has, you know, your ear pods in all the time and you're listening all the time. What are you listening to? What are you putting in your spirit? Is it trash? You're better than that. You're worth more than that. You're more valuable than that. You deserve better than that. You get some good stuff in your spirit. You get some good stuff in your heart so that your life can produce good fruit and help people and encourage people, not tear people down. So it is very important what we're getting in our ears. That's why if you're in a battle, get the praise music on. I was telling Paul, our senior editor here, he's in the choir at our church, and they sing the most magnificent praises, and we just love it, my husband and I. My husband goes up and down the road listening to it all week long. You, you have to have the praise of God in your spirit, in your home, permeating the air and the atmosphere. And that is such a powerful weapon against the enemy. And also, you want to get the Word of God in there. Listen to teaching and preaching and go to sleep listening to it. I fall asleep many times listening to messages being preached by some of the preachers that really speak to my spirit and encourage me. And see, even in my subconscious, that Word is getting down in there. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So our faith is built up, but we must use discernment. What am I listening to? If you're listening to a bunch of stuff that's just, um, <clears throat> you know, some people like country music, that's okay. But if you're listening to something that's just always down and out, then that's what our life is going to produce. Amen. So get some good stuff in your ears <clears throat> and then. Ephesians chapter 5 says this, Have no fellowship with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Expose them. So fruitless deeds of darkness are things that we're putting in our, our bodies, our spirits, our minds that are fruitless. They're bringing forth bad fruit in our life, and God wants us to live free. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, we also need to be discerning in what we're watching on TV. And in regard to, I was thinking about, I preached a sermon earlier last year on uh, witchcraft, and I did some research on how many TV programs actually are on the occult and on the paranormal and on witchcraft. And there are literally hundreds, hundreds that bombard our airways that are all about witchcraft, about sorcery, about darkness, Lucifer, and you do not want those in your home because you're opening a door to Satan to come in and to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So uh, I just want to encourage you with that. I was looking at Harry Potter, and I know some of you may be Harry Potter fans, but it basically is about a witch, and that is a franchise that is worth $25 billion, billion. Wow. Uh, and that J.K. Rollins is 
uh, one of the world's richest authors, and it's all about witchcraft. And Leviticus 19 and 31 says, do not turn to mediums or spiritists or seek them out to be defiled by them because he said, I am the Lord your God. And so there is so much witchcraft in the atmosphere. There is so much witchcraft that is trying to come after our kids through television programs, through movies. There's so much new age ideas and paranormal uh, 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 fascinations, imaginations that, that, you know, our kids are vulnerable to. And we have to pray for discernment, not just for them, but pray for our kids and our children's children that they will be able to take a stand against it because it is waxing stronger and stronger as the day goes on. And as we see, the Bible says the evil day approaching. And so the closer we get to the coming of the Lord Jesus, I believe we're going to see an increase in it and we must have discernment. We also need discernment in our friendships and our relationships. And 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 17 says, Be ye not unequally yoked with unbelievers, for what fellowship? There is no fellowship. In other words, what fellowship hath light and dark together? Hath righteousness and unrighteousness together? What communion hath light and darkness? And it goes on to say in verse 17, Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate. Be ye separate. You know, sometimes the Bible talks about how our walk with Christ is a narrow walk. I'd rather have one really good friend who will hit their face and pray for me and pray with me on the phone than have 20 friends that don't have a clue how to pray. Amen? Wouldn't you? And so sometimes it can be a lonely walk when we walk with the Lord. But the Bible clearly says we're not to be linked up with unbelievers. We're not to take counsel from unbelievers. I think about the scripture. I think it's Psalm 1 and 1 that says, Blessed is the man that walks not, not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of the sinner, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in it doth he meditate day and night. So we have to learn to just be set apart and use discernment in our friendships and in our relationships. And then finally, we have to use discernment in what we say. We can't, especially if you're in a battle, you have to ask the Holy Spirit to keep a guard over your mouth and watch every word, every word. Every word is so critical and so important. Uh, negative confessions. You know, I've heard people say before, uh, even preachers, pastors that have said, you know, un they've maybe been preaching under the anointing and everything gets stirred up and everybody's excited in the church and they'll say, bring it on, devil, bring it on. Well, you know what? I would never, ever want to say, bring it on, devil. If you've ever said that, just renounce those words. That means say them off in Jesus' name. We don't ever want to invite the devil to bring anything on us. Amen. He's doing, he's doing a good enough job himself, but he learns that if he keeps messing with the believer, the anointed child of God, he's going to be ineffective because we are using the weapons of our warfare, and finally he's going to leave you alone. 
you know, we, we must come to the place where we say, the Lord himself rebuke you, Satan. You mess with me, you've messed with the wrong person. Amen. You mess with my family, you mess with the wrong person. We have to learn how to rebuke him and set him on the run and not take one thing off of Satan. So we don't want to make any, we need to ask God for discernment with what we say. Amen. Now, I just want to leave you with a couple of encouraging scriptures to let you know. We may live in this world of darkness and we may have to ask for discernment, but we have dominion and authority over all the works of Satan. We have dominion and authority over the devil himself. Amen. And Joshua 1, 9 says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I leave that with you today. Um, we have to remember to be self-controlled and alert. Be sober and alert. When you're in a battle, that's not the time to be getting drunk. Amen. That's not the time to go out on a shopping binge or a food binge. Amen. We need to be sober, Peter said. Be sober. Say that with me. Be sober. We don't want to be drunk, drunk on alcohol, drunk on drugs, drunk trying to deal with a battle. No, we got to be sober and alert because the enemy, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And it will not be me. Amen. It will not be you. Just say that out loud with me. It will not be me. Amen. And we have to resist him, stand firm in the faith. Romans 8 and 37 says, and you know this one, in all these things we are more than conquerors through the blood of Jesus Christ. And then 1 Corinthians 15, 57, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through the Lord Jesus. And then 2 Thessalonians, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you. He will strengthen you and he will protect you from the evil one. And then I read this one in an earlier um, teaching we did on Fight the Good Fight of Faith, Colossians 2, 14 through 15. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a shoe of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Amen. So whatever you're facing today, the Lord has already gone before you. He's already triumphed over it. He has already conquered it. You're not alone. You're not defeated. You're not destitute in Jesus Christ. He is with you. And I want to pray for you today, whatever you're facing, whether it's financial or marital or a health battle, God is with you and God will help you and he will help you to discern what is coming against you and you bind it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Well, Lord, we thank you for this word that you've given us today on discerning of spirits. And we ask that you will sharpen our discernment as we read your word, as we grow in your word. Help us, Lord, to be more and more discerning. Help us to know what it is we are battling and how to, how to uh, rebuke it, how to stand and contend against it in Jesus' name and set the enemy on the run. And we do bind up every force of the enemy that is coming against the people today of God. We take authority over every demonic spirit that has tried to attack us in, even in this new year. 
And we thank you, Lord, that your hand is upon us and that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus and his blood. Hey, I want to thank you for being with us today. I hope you got something from this lesson and you keep studying, keep digging in the word and God's going to give us, he's going to give you the discernment you need to fight the good fight of faith. Be with us next week. We're going to continue in this series. May God bless you and be with you. Amen. This program is brought to you by Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated and faithful friends like you. Your tax-deductible donation to Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated, founded in 1974, will be used to support this program. To find out more about how you can be a part of sending the gospel through Always More, contact us at alwaysmoretv.org. Thank you.